0: this is the final show before vacation coming up. and that means I'm gonna cover the last bit of events that happened over the past week the madness the chaos and then I'm gonna get ready to decompress and unwind you're not gonna have me for a whole week it's the time to take the party up. oh just Fritz Cast And if it is your first time listening to Fritz cast, hello, my name is Fritz. I am your host on this journey of libertarianish ideas and, and a bombastic millennial who probably doesn't know nearly half what he thinks he knows and how he thinks the world should work. All that kind of, all that kind of chaos and insanity and, and that kind of bullcrap is in this program, guys. It is Friday, July thirteenth. Oh shit. Well, I mean, I guess being on vacation at the start of Friday thirteenth, what I mean, what could possibly go wrong, right? What could possibly go wrong? Nothing could go wrong. I don't care what would try to go wrong because I'm on vacation. And let me tell you something about not having a vacation since like December. All right, my mind's numb right now. My mind was numb this past week. You ever sit at work and and you just practice like you you almost fully just don't give a damn because you know vacation starts as soon as you get off that That was yesterday. Yesterday, For those of you who don't know, for those of you who uh, haven't listened to the program before, or maybe you're just fairly new, and you haven't heard an episode or whatever. Yeah, I'm a libertarian. I'm a limited government-loving uh, love type of individual. I also work for the government. What? Oh my god, statist! 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 There's probably some libertarian-esque people out there that uh, would criticize me for working uh in the correctional system which you know I get that I get why people would uh I'm one of those libertarians that would tell you that it it doesn't matter that the system is jacked right now and that me working in it enables it like me working in the system doesn't enable it I don't believe I don't believe or see it that way at least anyway uh, because I, when I vote and when I talk about politics and when I go out and advocate and stump and things like that, I am pushing the limited government principles. Um, even with a even with a libertarian, limited government, even with major criminal justice reforms, there would still be prison. There would still be people that we lock up uh, because there's lots of people that murder, there's lots of people that rape, there's lots of people that steal, and commit crimes against other persons and their properties. It's a thing. That's a thing that libertarians actually believe strongly in, is that I I believe libertarians go a step further in strengthening somebody's individual and their property rights, which means that jail would still exist. I mean, I I I don't know a libertarian who'd be like, yeah, you know, murder's bad, but we're not going to lock them up in a cage. Um, Which is pretty harsh rhetoric for I mean prison having worked in the system I, I've never I've never really even seen a cage in in a prison around here that I've worked at, at least anyway I haven't seen a cage uh, per se I have not it's not been part of my experience cages are actually what's like down at the border where they're putting children separating families and stuff you know that which by the way that's our government and our government's been doing that for a while Needless to say, uh, like one good conversation I had, and, I, and this is a guy that I might get into cahoots with, and maybe even bring on this program and interview, uh, is Charlie Frohman, who worked uh, heavily with our American Initiative, worked heavily on Gary Johnson's campaign. I talked to him throughout the two thousand sixteen you know election process. I've had several conversations with him actually, and uh, when I when when I told him, you know, he was like, "Well, what what, what do you do for a living?" I'm like, "Well, actually, I work." Or the state in its Department of Corrections, he was like, Oh, you know, that's actually a good thing. Libertarians who are in positions in government typically become staunch voices and and hard, avid fighters for things. And that was like that was a dose of encouragement because on Twitter, on Facebook, it's really easy for for somebody who wants to do the Puritan test and, you know, Oh, you're not a libertarian. You work for the government. You work in the government. You your your check is based on enslaving people, you know. People can get into these weird rhetorical, you know, you know, yeah, rhetorical arguments or or arguments of heavy rhetoric. Um and it's hard to fight against that. It's hard to stand up and say, "Listen, I'm on your side." And part of the reason I'm on your side is because I work in such a profession where I see government efficiency every day of my life, and I can see that it needs a hell of a lot of help. So hopefully if you're listening and you're a libertarianish type of person, or, or a libertarian person, and you're doing a Puritan test, you don't go, well, this guy's full of crap because he... his paycheck is based on enslaving and caging people up. Well, I mean, yeah, my paycheck kind of is, but that's not the point. That's not what I want. I'm not here to Figure out ways to increase my job security. I'm actually... I've talked with my representatives. I've talked with people. Especially if you know what's been going on in corrections around uh, the United States. But spe- specifically in Delaware for the past uh, couple of years. Uh, it's bad. When when they talk about things like prison understaffing. It's not really prison understaffing. It's prison overcrowding. You know, And I'm one of those people who will say that. I will gladly say, it's prison overcrowding, maybe you should think about sentence reforming, bail reforming, and getting people out, rather than keeping people in, but obviously you have those people, your murderers, your rapists, you know, the the, the high, the actual high crime stuff, the stuff that's actually crimes, that even libertarian, even the most diehard libertarian could say, it's deplorable and a crime, and that person needs to be locked up. Even a libertarian, you can find libertarians that say that crap. There would still be a lot of those guys and I would still need to have my job somebody would still need to be there to watch over that crap so that's the you know that's the argument that comes but if you don't know me you know that's me that's that's what that's what I do all right I work in the Department of Corrections and you know that's my that's my job that's how I make my money right now do I want to stay there forever no I don't I don't I'll be honest with you I don't because like I said, last vacation December, uh, grinding all the way through now. I mean, that's a very wh- wh- whether you want to argue about the trivialness and the need of the job, and and whether or not things are right with the system or not. I mean, that's that's one set of arguments. And then there's the set of arguments that I have that whether you like it or not, it's a very taxing job, um, mentally more than physically, but it can be physically taxing taxing at times too, and. I've been dying for this little unplug refresher for for a while. So I, for one, am very glad that vacation's here because, whoo boy, I I was going nuts. And not all of it was work, mind you. Some of it was life. Some of it's been, you know, discovering little problems around this house that need to get fixed. You know, that's part of life and that's part of home ownership. We already have the game plan in place for how we're going to tackle the home front problems. And it'll be probably a couple of weeks over the course of the rest of the summer. You know, the, the rest of July and August, maybe even bits of September. But by September, things should be straightened out and cleaned up and good. And uh, it'll be on different footing. You know, and then at that point, it'll be September. So it'll be starting to look, look forward to all the holidays that are rolling around uh, coming up for... for the second half of this year. So, you know, I'll be in a different place by then, obviously. And there's certain things like home projects they help swell up some pride and and pride in home ownership, pride in how your home looks and pride in the work that you're doing at your home because you can see it directly and you can watch your progress and all that. Like the flooring in this office. Getting the flooring in this office is nice. It looks it feels like a completely different room. When we can get the rest of the house done and be completely done with the flooring and have that new insulation underneath the flooring, I will, and and we get the rest of the rooms painted up and looking good and different, everything will be much better. Like, I have one room that's totally cordoned off right now, and all the junk that was in that room is in this room, in this office, so everywhere I look, there's junk that's not supposed to be lying around. And that's frustrating and annoying, too. Trust me. But So, you know, over the, over the course of the next couple of weeks, after vacation, obviously, things will... I'll start feeling a little bit better because I'll be fixing things up and making things look good. And uh, I'll get to tear some things up, too. Demos. Demos kind of fun. I don't know if you guys have ever just sat around and broke shit before, but... It can be fun. Ripping up floors, uh, driving hammers through things, using saws to cut things out and up and open and all that jazz. It can be fun. It can be quite the stress relief. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Uh, This episode, by the way, probably will come off scatterbrained, and I I don't care about that because if I haven't made it clear vacation okay vacation all right it's 8 it's 8:30 in the morning as i'm recording this right now and what's in my hand but a yards brewing company poor richard's spruce ale based off benjamin franklin's recipe okay so if you want to if you want to question my patriotism and my love of liberty and all that talk to the beer sir talk to the beer so I'm getting ready to, for, for a week, for a week, it'll be uh, in Wildwood living it up, taking my bike. I'm going to bike the boardwalk probably every morning if I can get up early enough before everyone. I'm going to bike the boardwalk every morning. We're going to go on the beach every day. We're going to hit the boardwalk and the, the, the rides one night. We're going to go to water parks. All sorts of crap. Going to eat boardwalk food pizza, fries, you know, the whole nine yards, man, and it's going to be great, it's going to be awesome, and maybe, maybe, keep your eyes peeled on, like, the FritzCast Twitter at FritzQS, maybe the Instagram, Hounds of Justice FS, or maybe I'll start up another Instagram, maybe I'll do a FritzCast Instagram page, I don't know, I don't know, We'll we'll, we'll see, we'll see about that, but maybe I'll sneak in a couple of video snippets or something, Something to fill the void of not having a podcast episode next Friday. This 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 podcast episode almost didn't happen. And at the rate that I'm ranting, because it's almost been 15 minutes, there might not be much content to this episode. I don't know. But that's something I did a couple years ago. I mean, it, it, I don't think I did anything political. Uh, I think I was just live casting here and there talking about stuff. And I might do that. I might go on Facebook Live for Fritzcast and talk about a couple of things that might be the hot topic issues that are going on. Um that'd be fun. I've never really done anything live for the program. That'd be something cool. Um that that would definitely be something cool. So, th- those options are in play. I'm not going to I'm not going to concrete anything. I'm not going to commit to anything because there's, you know, there's just that distinct possibility that I'll just be Stone cold drunk on the boardwalk, and I don't know if anybody would want to watch me walking around drunk talking about and Donald Trump says something about um this this stupid russia thing, and I just think it's stupid and I don't think anybody would want to watch that i i I could be wrong I've been wrong before, but i'm just i, I don't see the i don't see the market appeal. Uh, speaking of uh, Trump and Russia and and all this stuff, uh, just yesterday, which I worked all day yesterday, I worked a sixteen-hour shift yesterday, so I didn't get to watch much in terms of the uh, FBI. Peter Stork, is that how you say his name? It's like S-T-R-Z-O-R-K. So I'm gonna guess it's Stork, but I, uh, that's neither here, that's neither here nor there they had um they had his congressional hearing yesterday which was uh, just i'm trying to think of a professional or politically correct way to say it and the more i try to dig for answers with that when it comes to things that are going on in our current political environment right now that doesn't happen that does not happen when I'm trying to talk about this stuff. It was a giant cluster, man, of of hearing stuff. I mean, you had Trey Gowdy chomping at the bit at Peter Stork. Peter Stork himself, his facial expressions, his reactions, the way that he carries himself and his demeanor, it was um it was really bizarre. Like I number one, I don't know how anybody trusts this dude at all. Don't know how anybody trusts that guy. Or likes him or could defend him or be on his side. Just from some of his facial expressions and how he was acting. I mean, granted, you're getting grilled by the Senate in questioning and all that, but people have fared far better than he did in their questioning than he himself. And he was getting text messages and... and Things from the FBI on his phone about what he was classified to talk about, what he was not classified to talk about uh, all in the all during this live grilling on the air and if you don't know what he looks like pe- picture Andy's circus, the guy that played Gollum in Lord of the Rings and played Snoke in Star Wars because that's how he looks. He looks like that with a dash of madness. But if you if you watched any of the proceedings, if you saw any of the clips, you, you what what it became. Whew, what it became was like Louis Gomer talking about uh, Peter Stroics, that's his name. I heard one of the clips in the videos now. So Stroic. Sorry for mispronouncing his name. Doesn't matter. Doesn't change the mad look in his eyes or his facial expressions which are straight from a cheesy B villain horror movie. What it became was things like uh, Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman telling her Republican colleagues that they should be thanking Peter Strowick because of his inaction and not debriefing that Trump was under investigation, in which we would have had, quote, a legitimate president elected. Louis Gomer bringing up. Peter Stroik's infidelity and lying to his wife's face. Uh, Jerry Conley listing off GOP member after GOP member after GOP member calling for Donald Trump to step aside from the race after, I don't know, maybe like the 12th or 13th controversy that happened during his campaign election. That's what it became. That's what it became. It became grilling a man over his potential bias because of text messages and emails that he sent regarding his feelings of the election and regarding his personal feelings of Donald Trump. Which, yes, uh, you know, would that stem a bias in his role in the FBI and his investigation? It takes somebody to be very, very on-the-tee professional to remove their personal opinion and bias from something. That much is true. This all ties into the Mueller investigation and it's a big ball of crap. It's a big expensive ball of crap that's been going on since Donald Trump was elected and will continue going on until Mueller's debriefing and we see who gets indicted, who gets charged, what happens of that. That's that's where we stand with that. But we get these silly... Proceedings on TV. That's what it was. It was silly. It was silly. I don't know. Like, this is something that professionally I would like to do in my life. I would like to run a podcast like this, talk about the news, be a media outlet, be, you know, a pundit of sorts, I guess. I like discussing politics. I like discussing what's going on. By that rule, These things I tend to end up watching Whether with full attention Or putting it on in the background And picking up snippets of important bits Or combing through Clip after clip after clip Of questioning and answers And some of it will literally It will drive you mad But that's what it was It was a silly slap fest Of a hearing That lasted all freaking day And that more or less Was a dog and pony show that's my view of it. And watching people comment on it on social media is another step down. It's, it's, it's god-awful. Speaking of people's reactions to things, though, Donald Trump, in Donald Trump fashion, th- this is what gets me. This This blows my mind. I guess it shouldn't blow my mind considering The reality TV aspect of Donald Trump And a Donald Trump presidency But I've seen more teaser videos Coming from the official White House Over things like Supreme Court justice announcements This isn't A goddamn movie Life is not a goddamn movie It's not a goddamn movie. It's not a TV show. My God. There was a teaser for announcing Donald Trump's next choice for the Supreme Court because Justice Anthony Kennedy abruptly announced his retirement. Kind of out of the blue. And... Democrats, liberals, the, the the left side of the spectrum, flip their shit because this this is now two Supreme Court justices that uh, Donald Trump gets to pick, and this this was this was truly maddening. Before Donald Trump even announced that it was Brett Kavanaugh, before that happened, leading up to Donald Trump's announcement, leading up to it, there was protesters outside of the Supreme Court of the United States. They were out there in full force, ready to protest whomever the choice to the Supreme Court of the United States was. It did not matter who it was. There was protest groups lined up with signs of every potential nominee that Donald Trump could have named And there's pictures of this on the internet. And there's video of this on the internet. Before the announcement's even made, you have a stack of pamphlets with all different Supreme Court justices. This is what happened. Donald Trump got up there, announced who he was going to pick to secede Justice Kennedy's seat. Which, by the way, there was many online and on the left that irrationally... Bashed Justice Anthony Kennedy After he announced his retirement Calling him a traitor And shitting all over his legacy Shitting all over it Donald Trump announced Brett Kav- Kavanaugh And outside the protesters It was like what, who, who did he say? What did he say? Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh And they shuffled through Their freaking deck of signs Looking for the Kavanaugh one Ah, here it is, yes And then they started making up chants on the spot and uh, protesting um, Brett Kavanaugh, a man who they knew nothing about. A man who they literally knew nothing about. Within hours, within hours, there was op-ed and news article after op-ed and news article about why Brett Kavanaugh was a great choice, was a bad choice, was a horrible choice, was the worst choice. Within hours But within minutes People were chanting and saying his name And and talking about how bad Within minutes people were talking about How it was the end of the world The earth is on fire Donald Trump, we cannot allow this, this pick to go through If this pick goes through A quarter of a million people Will die tomorrow Instantaneously That is what our world has become. It's become so ridiculous that you can't even let Donald Trump pick a Supreme Court nominee. A nominee, no less. Has to go through a hearing, Senate has to do confirmation and all that jazz. But you can't even let the name Brett Kavanaugh come out and wait Five minutes, you can't even wait five minutes before you're outside chanting, hey, hey, ho, ho, Kavanaugh has got to go. And you don't even know who he is. You can't name one decision he sat on. You can't name one opinion. You don't even know one opinion that he's penned in his role as a judge. And don't give me any bullshit answers that somebody did. No, no. That is an example of addicted to outrage. That is an example of people who just can't can't even, can't even. That being said, when it comes to Kavanaugh being picked, and I'm still compiling my own research on Kavanaugh, there's some bits that, you know, come at me. There are some bits that come at me. Okay, Mike Lee believes Kavanaugh's well-respected jurist who deserves to receive bipartisan support and confirmation. Um, Randy Barrett... Randy Barnett spoke of Kavanaugh being uh, a, a good direction for textualism and originalism. Um, A man who's very interested in the separation of powers in general With respect to the administrative state in particular Those sound like good things Tom Nichols tweeted out This is an insightful point Kavanaugh won't fire up the GOP base the way Barrett might have Uh, This whole process will likely be dull Although these days one never knows And that works for the Dems rather than the Republicans for the midterms Justin Amash brings up some good Points against Kavanaugh. Justin Amash, of course, is a Republican representative. And Justin Amash pointed out some very pressing things to me that I would protest against Kavanaugh. Things like Justin Amash quoted or tweeted this out: quote, in twenty fifteen, Kavanaugh declared the government's metadata collection program is entirely consistent with the Fourth Amendment. He cited Smith v. Maryland, a case whose facts bear almost no resemblance to the metadata program. Gorsuch recently ripped Smith v. Maryland in a Fourth Amendment case. Justin Amash further went on to say that Kavanaugh has been quoted saying, Government's program for bulk collection of telephony metadata serves a critically important special need, preventing terrorist attacks on the United States, in my view, that critical national security need outweighs the impact on privacy occasioned by this program. In a release from Cato at Liberty from Ilya Shapiro, he wrote, quote, Brett Kavanaugh is a strong pick for the Supreme Court. In his 12 years on the D.C. Circuit, Judge Kavanaugh has demonstrated a devotion to legal text and con- constitutional principle. I admire his dedication to the Constitution's structural protections for liberty, his steadfast defense for the rights of speech and religious conscience, and most notably his willingness to question the excesses of the regulatory state. He has repeatedly affirmed that judges serve not as the champions of faction, but as the readers of laws and adjudicators of disputes." While there is no doubt to be cases where the future Judge Kavanaugh and Cato do not see eye to eye, I hope that he will not flinch in those super-hard cases where Chief Justice Roberts may be inclined to bend over backwards to uphold a law or split the baby by rewriting it. I wish him a speedy confirmation. There is literally nothing on his record that justifies the smears and demagoguery he's about to face. End quote. Now this brings up a very good discussion about the Supreme Court of the United States and the purpose of courts, judges, justices, and the whole reason why we do these things. Because I am one of those people that will tell you that this, this has become far too politicized, and this is an example of how the government has become way too big. Possibly, everybody wants to talk about how businesses were too big to fail, this government runs around as if it's too big to fail. And America runs around as if it's too big to fail. Both of which are incredibly false statements. Incredibly false. Foolhardy to think that you're so big that you will not disappear. And that you will not fall, and that the pressure will not cave you in. If history has taught us anything, that is the exact thing that happens when something does become too big, too out of control. And that's where we stand right now. This is what, this is a clip from Kavanaugh's speech at his announcement that I want you to really listen to. My judicial philosophy is straightforward. A judge must be independent and must interpret the law, not make the law. A judge must interpret statutes as written, and a judge must interpret the Constitution as written, informed by history and tradition and precedent. For the past 11 years, I've taught hundreds of students, primarily at Harvard Law School, I teach that the Constitution's separation of powers protects individual liberty. That's a hard philosophy to argue with, in my, in my mind. When it comes to this thing, the Supreme Court isn't a law-making body. It is a law-upholding body. It is a, it is a body that looks at a case, how it was handled, wasn't handled, by the way the laws say it should be handled, and upholding it, and constitutionality of everything. And it's problematic when we turn it into things like is it going to fundamentally change our lives? Is it going to fundamentally change an aspect of liberty? Uh, and those are things that constantly need to be upheld. Why did the Supreme Court become a be-all, end-all, big political playing ground? And it baffles my mind every time we talk about it. Um, anytime we talk about Cases of law and, and and how these things work baffles my mind every time we end up talking about it because there's some people who fundamentally believe that the Supreme Court is the ultimate be-all-end-all ruling body of the land. Kavanaugh's, Kavanaugh's words, certainly I agree with those words. Certainly I do. If we have law that was put into place however many years ago or whatever, but it's standing law and we believe that it violates constitutional rights or inherent essential liberty of people, we strike it down. That's what we're supposed to do. But we don't do it by creating new laws or finding new loopholes or doing things that way. That's what happens when you let the big beast that is the government become so large that it becomes uncontrollable. And that's why things like the Supreme Court, something that should be simple, simple, not left-leaning or right-leaning judges, simple, what is the law, what, what are we supposed to be for, does this violate that? Yes or no? Very simple, blown way out of proportion. Just an example of how this increasingly frustrates me every day. Every day. That was the two big things that happened this past week. Supreme Court nomination, uh, ridiculous protesting, minutes thereafter for people who had no idea what his name was, and congressional hearings for this FBI agent who literally... Looks like a cheesy Bond villain. And acts like one, too. (laughs) That's this past week in a nutshell. Guys, thank you for listening, though. For this week, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's no FritzCast next week. No FritzCast next Friday. You're going to be void. Not going to happen. Not going to happen at all. You might get some tweets from me. You might get an article from me. Or you might get some video snippets of me. Who knows? Keep your eyes peeled for that. So, in the meantime, flock to Twitter and follow at FritzQS. I'm uh, actually on a campaign of helping a couple of other libertarians get some likes and follows. Sarcasm and Liberty, for one. Check out Sarcasm and Liberty. There's a whole group of us that are trying to spur some things up. Follow them. Uh, at Twitter Side is back. Twitter Side got banned for fighting, get this, pedophilia on Twitter. That's what she got banned for. She got banned for questioning pedophilia and people who are trying to promote pedosexuality. It sounds as wrong as it is. You can find her by looking up Safe Space Assassin or at TWT E R C I D E is back. That's the handle. Twitter side is back. Follow her because she deserves it, number one. And number two, her new account is, by the way, partially banned because she's not letting down. She's not backing down from Twitter, suppressing her. And she deserves a follow. I've been promoting that for the past couple of days, so give her a follow. Um also I'm on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Fritzcast. Fritzcast wordpress.com for my blog and if you need to get in touch with me it's Podcast at gmail.com guys i love you i'll miss you this week i'm going to try to really decompress and then i'm going to try to come back in full force with bigger and better content so in the meantime love you all enjoy your weekend and week and i'll see you like two weeks from now You can reach me at FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com and the Facebook page is Facebook.com slash fritzcast. Guys, I thank you for listening. I hope that you had a wondrous 4th of July. And if you didn't, or maybe somebody sent you here because they think you're one of those people that need to think about history a little bit differently, I hope I opened up a little bit of perspective for you. If anything. Or at least gave you... The seeds of a very goofy 70s musical about how the Declaration of Independence came to be, if anything. All right. So I'll see you guys next week. More than likely, the week after will not, because I will be smashed on a beach somewhere. (laughs) Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do a smashed episode. Maybe it'll just be. FritzCast Unleashed or something. I don't know. But for all intents and purposes, we'll say next week episode, the week after, no. That's what we'll say. And we'll go from there. Love you all. And enjoy your weekend coming up.